Hi, I'm Robert Ginyard, and this is Intentionally Overheard. Today I'm going to have a conversation with Ty Miller. Ty is the founder of I Am Unmasked, an organization created to help those dealing with traumas from childhood that are affecting their adult lives. Ty is also a licensed minister and a certified master life coach. Ty and I caught up to talk about life and how removing her own mask has helped her live her true, authentic self. And now my conversation with Ty Miller. Good morning, Ty. How are you? I'm doing well. And yourself? I am doing very well, thank you. It is always good to see you. Your smile is effervescent and it is is brightening up my screen. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, Ty, told the audience all about your bio and what you do, and, and we're going to get into that. As you know, I always start the interviews and conversations off with the question, mm-hmm. how are you treating the world and how's the world treating you back? So... I am treating the world very well. I am taking the world for everything that it owes me. Now, it's being a little restrictive with me and trying not to give it back, but I'm not (laughs) letting it. (laughs) Wait a minute. And I love the fact that you said, I I am taking everything that it owes me. (laughs) Yes. What what are you taking back? I'm taking back, first and foremost, my peace I'm taking back all of my opportunities. I am taking back every chair that is sitting at a table that I did not sit at, that I did not uh, occupy. I am taking all of that back from the world. It 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 serves them no it serves the world no purpose and it belongs to me. So, why shouldn't I take it back? When did you make that decision that you know what? I am taking this back. I am taking control of my life. I am doing some of the things that I had deferred for too long. When did that happen? I want to say it started around 2013, uh, May of 2013 to be exact. I looked at myself in the mirror and I did not like what I saw. And then also I had a colleague that I like to call an agitator that asked me a question. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And that was who motivates the motivator. And for whatever reason, that question infuriated me. It made me angry, but I was more upset with myself because I knew that I was not living my full potential. And so so when you looked in the mirror and you decided that you needed to make the change, how did friends and family react to that decision you made to take charge of your life? Well, for the most part, um, of course, my husband was very, very supportive because people tend to see your potential before you do. Right. And so my husband was very supportive, but there were some family members that were used to the old tie, the tie that was a pushover uh, for lack of a better term, the tie that would sacrifice herself and her own feelings for them. And did they eventually come around to the new tie? The interesting thing and uh, the reason behind the smile is because let's just make this clarification. Unmasking is a daily thing. It's a daily task. And when I didn't decide right away 
that I was okay with the people who didn't want to receive me, if I could be honest. Sure. I tried to do everything to still please people. But then let's just say I grew up. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I realized, I mean, <laughs> I realized that in life, no one is ever going to be completely pleased with who you are. And I discovered why. And that is because, okay, so here it is. I am like a mirror. I've accepted who I am. I am a mirror. When you come into a room with me, when you come into my presence, I am very reflective. So when you look at me, you see yourself or the lack thereof. See, we understand that what we're called to is who's who's called to us. Uh, So my potential, my full potential, when I operate in my full potential, I normally attract people who have a hard time with with identifying who they are. With this revelation, is that what led to I am unmasked? Absolutely. Tell me about that. So it was a very hard and challenging process. First and foremost, I had to take my own medicine, um, which took me, it it took me a a couple of years. Um, So I decided when I first uh, decided and and was given the vision for I Am Unmasked, I decided that I would have this roundtable discussion with a group of people, right? And I was all gung-ho and excited. And I went and bought a whole uh, a whole bunch of masks. And I said, we're going to put these on and we're going to take it off. And I was very ignorant, if I can say, to the process of taking yes. off the mask. And so I had this group of people and all of a sudden, Everyone's crying. Everyone's pouring their heart out. And I am not equipped to handle these issues. I don't wow. have the tools. I can I can give them the very surfaced, encouraging words, but it wasn't anything that was going to penetrate the deep, wounded issues. So I had to take a step back because someone called me and said, I'm not ready. Hmm. I can't take this mask off. So I had to stop and I had to search within myself because there were some things that I would had deep rooted that I was not addressing. And so I had to do things like seek out counseling, take training to discover how to not only help people, but how to help myself. What was interesting is you just mentioned, mentioned the, the people that were pouring out what was going on and taking off their mask. Did you also find that, Hey, you know, God, this is something a little bit more heavier than I anticipated. Because while you're helping folks, you're also this reservoir of Mm -hmm. stuff that people are dumping in you Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, dumping, but they're Mm -hmm. there when they tell you it's in you. And Mm -hmm. so now you take on that. How was it to get through that process? Uh, because here it is, you just kind of found yourself and, and took off your mask, but then to take on some of the issues that other people have with taking off their mask, how did you get through that po- process? And did you, did you think maybe uh, I bit off a little bit more than I could chew? <laughs> Absolutely. I took a okay. whole bite that I could not swallow. I, okay. it was, it was scary. Because you go into it, I went into it thinking that I had handled my own issues when realizing that I had compartmentalized and I am unmasked. It's totally about opening that compartment and clearing it out. Right. Yeah. And so 
here's this rug and we're sweeping everything under the rug and the rug is now bulky and there is no more room under the rug. And so because there's no room, more room under the rug, I'm realizing that I'm the rug and all of my stuff is under the rug. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't have the capacity you know, to hold anyone else's. And so this is when I sought out professional help. You know, I went to see a therapist. I hired a life coach just to deal with my own issues. And you'll hear the preacher man say that I had to preach to myself first before I taught anyone else. And that's what I had to do to, to even be able to just have the capacity to even, like you said, hear, because you become this container that hold other people's vulnerabilities. Yes. And so you have to make sure you are in the right mental space in order to help them, let alone yourself. How do you keep your battery charged? So there is this major thing that we hear everyone talk about called self-care and yes. self-love. And the the answer to that is you do have to take time for yourself. There is no way you can do this type of work, you know, and not take time to uh, recoup or even to just shed your own insecurities or vulnerabilities, if I can say that. So I definitely, I have a life coach who I can pour out to. You know, you hear the saying, every therapist has a therapist, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So there there is no way that you could do this work and not take time for yourself. Of course, in the morning, I set aside every morning time for me and for my creator, just so that I can pull back into myself every morning. I am affirming myself throughout the day. I am manifesting. I have to do the work. So what I do Mm. is I do the work. I love it. In this work, if you don't do the work and what what I do, you'll be found out. How do you think your life would be right now if if you didn't pursue I am uh, unmasked? Where would you be right now? I would be honestly in a state of depression. And why? I would be depressed because when un, when God gave me I Am Unmasked, I realized that I was going through an identity crisis. I was at the brink of losing it hmm. because I could not be in disguise any longer. It was unbearable. So something had to happen. So I know that I would I would probably more than likely be going through depression right now. And you and I've heard you share this story, uh, of, yeah. of course, publicly which takes a lot of courage because again, you know, in, in your position, you know, people think that you have all the answers and that you're invincible. And Mm -hmm. again, I I hear you when you're out speaking and you really open up to folks and let them know what was going on and how they can get through it. And people attach themselves to you very quickly. (laughs) I've seen you out and and they just kind of gravitate you like this Mm -hmm. magnet. And Mm -hmm. so I am glad that you have come to a point where, you know, I am a mask is, is helping folks to take off their own mask. But in this environment where, and and sometimes you and I've had these conversations uh, about social media and, Mm -hmm. and how people are, it's hard for them to unmask because they see so many people on social media in particular showing their good life. And so they think they have to compete with that. What are you seeing out there that is preventing some of these people to kind of peel back from the social media piece and and address what they got going on in their own lives? Well, I see, especially our younger people, they are, they are in a crisis. They are going through 
um, just looking at social media, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and and I don't want to, I don't want to put down those outlets because a lot of people use those outlets for good reasons, right? Yes, indeed. But what we don't see is the edits. <laughs> oh, I love that. We the don't see edits. the edits. We yes. don't see the retakes. We don't see how many. You know what's interesting to me, Rob? Someone will put up a 45-second video, but they don't tell you it took them three hours to edit it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That, yeah. is, that in itself should tell you a lot. Because if it takes me three hours to edit a 45-second video, that means there is a lot of me that I don't want you to see. Interesting. So I like what you're I doing am, with that. I, I want to make sure I may say the wrong thing. I may say it the wrong way. I may not like this angle. I may not like, uh, let me hold my camera up. You know, I'm the selfie queen. Let me yes. hold my camera up versus <laughs> down because I don't want you to get the the not so appealing part of me. Yes. So the reason these young people are, or even not young people, the reason people are hung up or stuck with the social media um, posts and videos is because they are not letting you see, they're not letting us see the whole thing. When I feel that I would appreciate a person, and you know, Rob, you said it earlier, I'm an open book and sometimes too open for some people. You and Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Sometimes yes. too open. And I feel that you're going to see all of me. You're going to see me mess up, but you seeing me mess up lets you know that there is room for grace. There yes. is room for improve, improvement. There is room to do it over again. There is room to not necessarily to be nice human? to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah, nice. yeah. Yes. It, is, it is room for that. But social media and our world today does not give you that type of grace. Now, you know, because I don't want it to go too far on, um, but I want to circle back to the comment you just made a moment ago about being too open. Tell me a little bit about that. I am a person where, okay, so I discovered a long time ago when I was about 13 years old that I cannot lie. I, I can't remember, but I told my mom, told my mom I was going to the library and was going to the mall with a friend and got uh-huh. found out. And it was one of those, what had happened, right? And she knew I was lying, right? So here's the thing. Because, <laughs> because I discovered a long time ago that I just couldn't be that person, I just always felt like I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to let everybody know who I am so you don't have anything to find out. And here's the other thing that I discovered. I did that as a protection because I didn't want you to have nothing on me that I did not tell uh, you. Because hmm. I identity in an identity crisis that I was in, I always thought that people were looking for my errors or looking for my mistakes. And so I realized being as open as I was, here it is, Rob. Everyone is not worthy of your vulnerabilities. I've had people willingly and unwillingly lose my use my vulnerabilities against me. Would you say that throughout I Am Unmasked that you have found your life's purpose now? I have. Yeah. And how does that feel? It feels exhilarating. It Mm. feels wonderful. It makes me happy. It's the reason behind my smile. It's the reason behind everything I do when I wake up. Did you know this when you were younger? Did you know 
this was kind of where you would be in life, what you should be doing in life? Did you know this at a younger age? Here is the interesting answer. I think I did. I think when I was younger, I did not know exactly what to call it. But when I think back over my life, I was always this person with the people around me or to the people around me. Mm -hmm. So childhood kind of came back and said, look, I've been here all the time. Yes. I know that's got to be powerful. So you found your purpose. You know, this was who you were long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. What would you say, or, or, or if I were to ask, who is Ty really? What makes up Ty? I am a light. I illuminate dark places. I realize in everything that I do, I am an atmosphere setter. Now, that's it took me a long time to be able to say that because me, Ty, always being modest and trying to have fake humility. That's what yeah. I call it, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't want to... You don't want to say those things because I know I was so worried about how people would view me when I say things like that. Who does she who does she think she is? Here is the wonderful thing. I now know who I am. It's not who do I think I am. I know who I am. And I have watched my life over the last couple of years and I've seen how my life has resurrected things that people thought was gone a long time ago. And it's all because I've given people a safe place for their vulnerabilities. Yes. And I've let them know that it's okay to start again. Wow. You know, Ty, what's interesting, and and I had a conversation just, I think it may have been yesterday. I was raised, and I would venture to say you were the same. I was always taught that you never speak good of yourself. You let others do that for you. And so mm-hmm. sometimes when you're, when you do things and you're very successful at it, we don't celebrate in our space because we've been taught and trained that no, 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 no. You don't mm-hmm. brag about yourself. Don't be boastful. You let other people do that. And Ty, what happens is, is when other people don't celebrate you, you're like, what was all of that for? <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so it's interesting how when you know who you are, it is it is not about bragging. It is mm-hmm. it is showcasing your gifts and your talent and exposing that to the world. And I think, you know, we were all created with a purpose. And mm-hmm. and I think what we should be doing is operating in our purpose that it illuminates the light, you know, the light mm-hmm. that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's interesting you say that because. I too was the type that would never acknowledge and promote myself. And when people hear that from me, they're like, what you? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I really will tell you some of the things that I've done, you know, the good things, because I was taught you don't celebrate yourself. And so to hear you say that I'm in good company. (laughs) I have witnessed that from you. I have been (laughs) on the other side saying, Oh my God, you're phenomenal. Like, why aren't you telling people about this? You know? <laughs> yeah, I have witnessed that. And I just, if I could just say a little bit about that. I think that we were taught that because the people around us didn't know how to celebrate themselves. That's all uh, I think it is. I think they were taught to, and sometimes people are afraid of, they are a little afraid of or intimidated. Let me say that by exposure, you know, or yes. um, good words. And sometimes when people, People hear negative comments all the time. They don't know how to receive a positive comment. Um, so yeah. I think that it it I think that it trickles down from generation to generation. And and I think uh, particularly imposter syndrome, where mm-hmm. we oh, question yeah. 
we question whether or not we're good enough mm-hmm. and whether or not we've done enough, you know, are our achievements our own? And, and again, getting into that space where am I worthy? That's a process. I got to tell you, because you hold yourself to such a different level. Do you think about the times that you thought about giving up and do you use those as motivating thoughts to continue to move you forward? I do. I think about back in 2013 when um, I Am Unmasked was birthed inside of me. And I think about the state I was in and I was headed to a state of depression because it was hard, like hard for me to identify who I am. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't like what I saw. And so I use that because what I often tell people is there is a benefit in hitting rock bottom. And so Whenever a climber goes to climb a mountain, they have to survey their perimeter. And so at that point, I had to survey all that I had been through and all that I had worked through and all that I was working through in order to understand the benefit of being where I was. And that was rock bottom. Hmm. So that is normally what I use when I speak and I motivate people. And I let them know it's okay because we're we're afraid of rock bottom. We want to be at the top of the mountain. Yes. But we want to carry everything. We want to carry all the stuff with us while we're going up the mountain, not realizing that we got to lighten the load. Just carrying the essentials. Just carrying the essentials. You just talked about, you know, when you're out and talking with people who attend the retreats and workshops. Tell us about how that's coming along. Uh, What is it that you're hearing most from people who attend the workshops and the retreats? What are you finding to be the common theme that they're looking forward to improve their lives? The common theme is I can start again. Mm -hmm. Um, The last I've had, I've hosted two successful retreats and a a ton of workshops. And the last two retreats I've done, people have expressed, and I'm trying to say this in the most secure way, people have expressed things that they have gone through, believe it or not, at 10, 11, 12, that they just could not get past. So the theme is basically, I have another chance. Yeah, Time is not up. Wow. I still have time. You know, Todd, what's interesting is when you said, you know, they're expressing things from when they were 10, 11, 12, and and I would venture to say that probably even younger than that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I often hear people say, you know, they may do something in front of a child or say something to a child and they say, oh, they're too young. They're not going to be able to understand that or or they'll forget that. I've learned, I'm studying cognitive behavioral therapy that a lot of things that happen to us in life is not, it's a trigger from childhood. It has nothing to do with your adulthood. Even though your body continues to grow, there's something about your mind that stays at that age. So you, you'll see a lot of people in these therapy sessions act the way a 10-year-old or 12-year-old will act. Because they are stuck. There is no such thing as adult theory. There is child theory. And so you have traumas. You know, I was talking to someone yesterday and they, the biggest lie they heard was sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. And I'm like, I agree because words will kill. You know, words yes. can kill a person. Maybe not physically, but mentally, spiritually. Yeah. So we yeah. have to be careful with the words that we say out, our, out of our mouths. That's why the good book tells us that the power of life and death lies in your tongue. You know, because 
because you have the power to kill or to birth. Wow, you nailed it with that one. Todd, let me ask you this. If you were to look back over life and go back to the 24-year-old Ty, Mm -hmm. what advice would you whisper in her ear? That's a good question. The 24-year-old Ty, I would tell Ty, do everything that you want to do now. Don't let the world stop you. Life is going to do what life is going to do. Yes. But go get yours. Go get your inheritance. Go get what belongs to you. Because the older you get, the harder it gets to recover those things. Well, Ty, I thank you for sharing so much information and um, just catching up on what you have going on. And and again, I want to thank you for helping so many people. I've read the comments about people who've attended your retreats and your workshops, and you are doing the darn thing. I'd like you to share uh, information about how people can get in contact with you to mm-hmm. learn more about I Am a Mask, find out about the retreats. So how can folks reach out to you? So you can start by, you can either go on my website, um, IamUnmasked.com, and um, there is a contact button there, prompt there, where you can just put that in and get in contact with us. Or you can reach us at 410-513-6722 or social media. Just look for I Am Unmasked. Wonderful. Well, again, Ty, I thank you for giving me some of your time today and catching up. And I wish you all the best and continue success to you, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Intentionally Overheard. If you like what you listen to, please like, leave a comment, and share this episode with a friend. And until we meet again, put your mind, heart, soul, and your best foot forward and dream it, believe it, do it, be it. Dibby Dibby.